Welcome, welcome to your favorite podcast, the No Hangover Podcast. This is episode 39. As always, this is your favorite host, Jordan. What's up? It's Eric here. In yes, the sir. Flesh. Yes, sir. You know where to find No Hangover. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. Um, making our way Play. back to YouTube, Google Play. Uh, as always, our playlists are on Spotify. If you don't have Spotify, check out Eric's personal page. That page is uh, Eric underscore Ponte 34, and that's on Apple Music, so check that out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, let us know what you think about those things. If you want to get in touch with us, follow us on No Hangover Podcast on Instagram. Um, like we always say, get in tune with us, like our stuff. We, we, we would definitely appreciate that. If you guys have any comments, concerns, get with us. We'll get right back to you guys. Um, sure. It's been a been a, about a week or so since we've gotten with you guys. The Super Bowl has happened since then. Um, I know we talked about our predictions an episode before yeah. the, a couple episodes before this one, and I'm pretty sure you had the losing team as your prediction. So yeah. you want to go ahead and start out with your I mean, shit. explanation on that, Eric? I, I wasn't wrong for about three and a half quarters. And then Patrick Mahomes. I don't think you should. <laughs> you weren't wrong for three and a half quarters. <laughs> and then Patrick Mahomes decided to turn that shit on. That's to true. Score three touchdowns in a row. I mean, I thought like for the most part, like the first half, it was pretty equal. And then right. like I like I said that I thought the third quarter they're going to start pulling away. And the Forty ers did start pulling away, but like ten point lead, it, it just didn't seem like the way they started like sputtering at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It just didn't really seem like it, that was a safe lead. Mahomes and Andy Reid are magical. And as you can see, they only need about five to six minutes. And they oh, got six see. and change in the Super Bowl and made magic happen like they did all playoff series, off playoff long. So, yeah, man, that shit was, was crazy to yeah. see. He Which, just I mean, turned it on yeah. at the end. I'm not Literally. mad, though. Like, seeing Andy Reid win one, like, honestly, yeah. I just I just thought for the 49ers were a better team. That's why I thought they were going to win. It was like, right. it was nothing like I don't have a, a bias right. for any team. But, you know, good for Andy Reid. He finally got one. Right. Wish he would have gotten with Philly, but you know. Right, right, right. Whatever. Nah, I mean it was a good game. I, I it was one of the more exciting Super Bowls to watch in the last couple of years, I would say, especially compared to last year. So, um, I was good. I was glad to see a good battle. Um, Super Bowl halftime show was a little interesting. I didn't watch it, but I heard all the fucking. Oh yeah, you didn't watch it. I went to go get Wendy's. Yeah, you sure did. But um, I, I in heard my opinion, all the fucking I think backlash you got got a fuck ton of backlash. Really, I yeah. think Shakira Shakira washed J Lo. That's I think what she, I heard. She, Shakira's bad. Shakira slept bad. on. She's a little younger, but still, she Not, she, she like moved like way better. Years, yeah. She sounded better. Her performance was better. Like J Lo. Well, because she's Shakira's not the greatest like, singer. Shakira, yeah, I was about to say Shakira's actually like a real singer. Like, but the performance part is there yeah, too. Yeah, J Lo is just. A performer, like right. I never she's really thought she was. She's a terrible actress. I never really heard thought her music was all that great either. Right, she's just a great performer. She puts on a great show. She right. can dance and she knows how to, you know, do all that extra shit. But as far as like actually being any type of good artist, as far as like actress or singing, not right. she's not it. And it, it definitely showed that night. Um, they showed some love to some Latin artists, bringing uh, Bad Bunny and J Balvin out. That was cool to see. They got a big wave right now, so I yeah. think that was kind of strategic of them to bring them out, especially in Miami. And having those two artists, uh, the two headliners, Shakira and J-Lo, kind of went with the theme yeah. of Miami and what you get to see all Spanish the, the, culture yeah, the Spanish culture like and the Latin influence that that city has. So I think it was pretty good Super Bowl overall. I was happy with the outcome. Yeah. I wasn't mad at the performance. Like I said, I think J-Lo, I think her age is starting to show a little bit. I, I mean, mean she's fun. always been – 
a great entertainer performer. She makes up for a lot of the skills that she doesn't have with the overall performance of the show. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was that sharp. It wasn't bad. It just you're comparing. We're getting to see Shakira go first, and then you come yeah. on. So we're already gauging you based off that first part. And Shakira did a really good job on the first part. So yeah. when J Lo came back in, it was just. I just the the, the only because like I said I didn't watch it, but the thing that I got from it a lot because I was like on social media and shit like that. Like a lot of people were giving like were giving you shit because they're saying it was like very sexualized and shit like that. And I mean, but I mean, I didn't what, watch it, but I mean, you got to yeah, you got to figure it's like right. that's. I mean, J Lo and yeah, Shakira hips don't music. lie like that. I mean, that's I mean that's a lot of fucking Hispanic culture though. It's very you know sensual right. shit. Exactly. Very, like I mean it, that's just what it is. It's not anything <clears> like. All that shit is that you're saying is just people, everybody having a voice Honestly. and everybody being sensitive as fuck. Yeah. And that's living in a sensitive because ass fucking well, time. It, like, it happened last year too with uh, fucking with Adam everything. Levine when he took his shirt off. Like people were like, oh my gosh. Like they were going crazy for it. Like what the fuck? They is were going this? off like, on yeah. Travis Scott for performing there too because of the whole. Oh, yeah. That's a that, whole nother that bag. Would, yeah. That's a whole nother thing. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. Everybody's gonna have their own fucking opinion right. on shit now, and, and spe- you know. with social media, everybody has an opinion, and but people that, form w- super big communities. With the Travis Scott shit, though, opinions. it's like, damn, he's probably getting paid to like a pretty good amount of money to do that. Like, let the man go get his money, right? But not only that, like if you watch his documentary on Netflix, like just how exciting he is to follow in the footsteps of some greats like yeah. Prince and Beyonce. Artists, you know, they they want to yeah. do that. That's a huge moment for any yeah, artist. That's a lot of pub. You, it's right. a halftime show at the Super Bowl. Right. Like, that's right. all eyes are on you. That's so. a, that solidifies you on a different level. For sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So, but I mean, that's why it was cool to see Jay Balvin and, and Bad Money there yeah. because that's a it's a global thing. Why? I mean, uh, definitely. Well, where's the Super Bowl at next year? It's in Tampa, right? Exactly. I was gonna say I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised if a guy like Jay Bobbin or Bad Bunny like the actual headline of a, of a halftime show soon in the next two three years. That would be crazy, yeah, because they're crossing over. I they mean, are for sure. People who don't know Spanish love their music just as much as Spanish people do. Honestly, so. but you know that's a sign of greatness when you can transcend music. That's when you become like a superstar. Drake, Snoop, Jay Z, people like that, Shakira. Snoop, you think? Yeah. Yeah. Definitely transcended music. He's a household name. Yeah. He does he does game shows on primetime TV on ABC. Can't tell me Snoop Dogg didn't transcend. Yeah, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I like, I still kind of like, when I, I don't know, like, Snoop Dogg for me is like, I don't know, he's still just like, I don't know. Like, I respect him and his greatness and what he's done, but. He's just always been like, but he's more than a, a, a artist. He's a brand. Yeah, that's what sure. that's what's he different. Is. There's yeah. not too many people that have used music as a platform and creating created a brand out of themselves. Well, we see it, we guys. see it more now, but he was one of the he was definitely exactly. one of the first rappers to do that. Exactly one of the first. Yeah, and he's it's lasted for him too. Right, he's he does, he remains relevant. He's loved by all sides the older yeah. crowd that he raised or that he came up with and, and the then the younger crowd, crowd that OG to, yeah, exactly to, I mean, guys like Wiz Khalifa and things like that he's the OG so it's like not only that but us like our generation and the generation behind us like my yeah. little brother plays Snoop Dogg songs just used to surprise the hell out of me he would just pull up a Snoop Dogg song like old ones yeah oh shit yeah and what he's how old like he's 10 now or he's 9 now so when I was up there he was like Six seven when he was playing that, yeah, so and that's him yeah. just finding shit on YouTube himself and liking it. 
know what I'm saying? That's the great thing. He would surprise me because some shit I, I would show him different songs and mm-hmm. my dad would have him DJ. He the ones that he liked for me, I would mm-hmm. hear him play. Mm-hmm. It was funny for me, but then he would surprise the fuck out of me too because he would just pull out some shit that he had found and turn me on to some shit. And I'd be like, wow, shit, the student. You has get to see the teacher. Well, that's what's funny about being around kids. Like you get to see they teach you things too. They surprise you. They know a lot more than you than you think they do. I think that's more like that's just like a perception thing, though, because like I was talking to my mom the other day and she like it like when you talk to your parents and say you you start like when especially when you have like a long in depth conversation, you start to realize how much like they're always going to see you as their kid. Like there's just some things that like they're always going to see you as like, you know, this little boy or, you know, the little girl like for like, for instance, like my sister, and my younger sister, my older sister will always see my younger sister as like, you know, little, like, you know, little just growing up. Cause like, there's a big 10 year, like there's a 10 year gap between them. So like my sister did a lot of like, you know, she picked her up from school a lot and helped raise her and things like that. So it's like, they're sisters obviously, but there's kind of like that, you know, mother daughter type of relationship that they have. Right. So it's like a lot of it is just like how you, you know, your interactions with somebody and, you know, what that person is to you in your life and shit like that, that, you know, it kind of gives that perception of you see them as one way, but they can still teach you things and still show you things that you didn't know. Or, you know, they they might surprise you with, oh, shit, like, I'm, like with the Snoop Dogg shoes, like, damn, my little brother's right. pulling out songs that I wasn't even on to yet. And he put me on the shit there. So. Right. Yeah, Crazy I agree. World. I agree. Yeah. Speaking of Snoop, um, somebody that's directly connected to him, I would say, Dr. Dre and Eminem just presented 50 Cent with a Hollywood Walk of Fame star. What do you think about that? I'm not surprised. I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not surprised just because of, like... 50 Cent's music career wasn't as long, but like he's, brand 50 yeah, Cent. he stayed relevant and was in, he had his hand in a whole bunch of different things like right. afterwards and he's always, he stayed relevant. So, right. And I think he's an- another comparison to Snoop Dogg because he's a guy that transcended yeah. and made himself into a brand to, and used music as a platform to do other things. Yeah, and he was Vitamin one of the first, I was just about to say that he was one of the first like rappers to get endorsements from like outside, like from like he Vitamin was, Water and shit he like was a that. Businessman, he had. He had his shoes. G Unit had their own shoes. They had their own lugs, clothing right? line. It was Lugs. Nah, it wasn't Lugs. That was Birdman, wasn't it? Birdman yeah, did right. they were Lugs. I, had, yeah. I remember I had a pair of Lugs. Did you really? <laughs> yeah, nah, dude, I, I thought I was fresh as fucking those things too. <laughs> <laughs> I never fucked with Lugs. Um, but yeah, uh, that was cool to see Fifty get a, a star on the Hollywood Walk. Is he, he's doing Queens he, what, guy. Wasn't him that he's doing a movie soon or something like that? He's he's just producing a show that. It either premieres this week or in the next coming weeks called For Life. And it's about a guy who was falsely accused of murdering somebody, mm. becomes a lawyer while in jail, fights oh, his yeah, own case. Yeah, I, I, was, I saw gets himself it, Gets what... himself acquitted and fights other inmates' cases. No. 50 Cent is making a show out of it, and he's also starring in it. And Jay, and Jay, I'm sorry. 50 Cent's track record so far with shows is pretty good. Being as no, he's just he has the number one show in the premium channel now. Power, yeah, power. Yeah, but he's also from when he when he did uh, Get Rich and Die Trying, and then like what was it the next movie that he was in that he was playing like a cancer patient or something like that? He yeah, lost, he dropped, he dropped so much weight. I mean, that's something he's. I mean, he did. Yeah, he's done movies with with Pacino. He's done movies with 
big time guys. I mean, he's he's a decent actor, and he's a great, he's an even better businessman, yeah. and a great executive producer as well. He's also going to put out um, the BMF story as a show. Really? Yeah. On what? On HBO? I don't know who's going to pick it up, but I, I'm, I'm pretty sure they're in the process of, of, of filming it. Him and is him is his in? Uh, and he got that directly from Big Meech to do to do the story. Is mm-hmm. his in French Montana's beef real? Or is it just? A I seen. I see uh, a lot of shit with Fifty is just Fifty fucking around with yeah. people. Like he doesn't. He doesn't take anything seriously. That's why he he doesn't take any of that seriously. That's why he fucks with people so much. And he's the type of guy that's willing to go really far. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Uh, um, it just looks like another 50 cent fucking with somebody and somebody getting a little sensitive. (laughs) Them going back and forth. Shit, when you got shot fucking nine times, it's kind of hard to take 50 cent is also an intelligent man. He's also a good marketer. He knows how to use people and manipulate them to keep himself Very relevant calculated guys keep him in the conversation you know what i'm saying and a sense his opinion matters on certain things like he's become a social media star in a sense maybe not star yeah, but because he's a fucking, presence yeah he's a troll that's he's why he troll, i mean that's what people are that shit that he did with floyd mayweather that's the one that always stands out to me when he tells if, if you, you can could, read a page out of a harry potter book <laughs> that's just hilarious like what seven hundred fifty thousand to a charity or something yeah, like that? To a charity of your choice. <laughs> that shit's hilarious. He still fucks with him a little bit. He fucks with everybody though. He really does, man. He's a he's, he's a low key kind of like a bully. He is a bully. <laughs> We're talking about a guy that got shot nine times though. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think he has empathy or c- compassion for a lot. <laughs> I mean, I can't even imagine. Right. <laughs> shit, his life was you know. I've watched so many interviews on Fifty Cent too, like. At this point, he's done everything too. I've heard him say that. Like everybody in his family that he wanted to make proud and take care of mm-hmm. is good. They're yeah. set. So you could do anything yeah, now. At like this point. And he's not that old either, right? He's what forty four. I want to say he's still young. Yeah, relatively young. Yeah, I mean, especially for it was for shit that he's trying to do. He's still got a whole lifetime with all the money that he's got and everything that he's doing. Like, I feel like, like. At this point, he's starting to become more of like the, like an iconic person, and like doing more in that aspect as far as like fifty. Yeah, I know, but how long? I wonder how long he trolls people like that. Like, is that just that just seems forever? Like, yeah, that just seems like that's him. Like that's part of his personality. I remember when he was he was getting on on Meek bad when him and Meek had that moment. Speaking of Meek, him and Nikki just had a yeah. interesting moment over the last I don't even week. Want to talk about her? She don't she don't deserve airtime on. <laughs> She, the thing is, is that like oh, it's interesting. I mean, it is interesting. We could but talk about that because of the 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 fall of Nicki Minaj has yeah, been so documented Jesus and Christ. so interesting it's to watch. Terrible. Which I mean, like in all honesty, I never really thought she was that great. She was. She had a, a good run in a time where there wasn't a lot of competition as far as like female artists and shit like that. Right. Well, she came in at a time too where she like you had to truly be unorthodox to pop in a sense. Like she was really weird in her, her, all her she can really rap yeah, her antics were crazy with her voice changing and, and the, yeah that, all that crazy shit yeah that i was, mean it worked for her for a little bit though but like it added to the allure of her yeah you know but i mean god damn she seems she like can she, rap though there ain't no question about that she's talented she's a talented artist i i believe so i mean to I like to for the time that she was and the people that she came up with the whole young money thing and uh, she was probably regarded as the third best out of out of 
that whole Young Money shit. Wayne, Drake, Drake she, yeah, Drake, I mean, Wayne, and her. And Nicki Minaj. I mean, Tiger had his little run there, and like there was like yeah, they had their run, but. I don't know. I feel like for me, I, I after don't even know if Tiger so much had a run. I just think he was the most relevant aside from them. Like out of that whole yeah. camp, he was the only one that was lucky enough to still be relevant yeah. behind those three people. He had a couple hits, but I don't think he had a major wave. Like I that. mean, but he's his comeback. Yeah, I was about there, to say he's, he's been uh, he, he yeah. went through. He went. He caught. He went down for a little bit, but the way he came back, you know. Yeah. Props to that. him. Is Nicki Minaj gonna be able to do that? He Probably got that, not. He got that curse up off him. Yeah, that Kardashian and, and I don't think, and I don't think Nicki Minaj is going to be able to come back from what she, I think she has fallen off, and that's it. Like I don't nobody's know. checking for her. What, what what sucks about Nicki is she was so like stuck up and didn't want to fuck with anybody, and probably rude to a lot of people in the industry that yeah. nobody is now reaching back their yeah. hand to help her. No, it's pull back her back up, bite her in the you ass. Know what I'm saying when she needs those favors, yeah, she can't get them because she wasn't that great with a lot of artists. I'm sure. Yeah, that that whole shit that especially with female rappers. I mean, she every chance she got to put down a female rapper, she, she would do. She yeah. was like trying, trying widen the gap between her and any artist. I really, I measure. feel like her fall really started though with that was that with the Travis Scott shit when he put out Alstra World and she put out what Queen, and like she was fighting for numbers and to get the one spot, and then she started you know it was already had the first really to to put a chink in her armor was Remy. That's when we kind of seen like, okay, she's doing too much, and Remy stung her. Mm. We seen that she, you, could, she could be touched, and then it continued from there. Cardi, hype, yeah. the Cardi hype built up, and they were automatically pitted against each other, and then they really didn't like each other. Yeah. We got to see the drama between them, and the song Motorsport comes out, so that that drives the yeah. the gossip even more. And then yeah, she puts her album out, and she. Boo hoos because Travis Scott gets the number one album over over her after he had already dropped two weeks before her. She basically dry snitch because now I don't think you can count or can you count bundles? You can, I think. But back then it was like a loophole thing. Yeah, because he he sold like with merchandise. He sold like merchandise that. as album sales. So uh, if you bought some of the merch, yeah, you got the album for free basically. Well, fuck. I mean, if they still got the album though, then right. Essentially, it's a he wasn't cheating. He just was hustling yeah you know what i'm saying it's not like he the music wasn't good yeah, and he just sold a bunch of uh, t-shirts and that's what got him to number one no the people really wanted was there grammy nominated that shit went under the carpet that's what i'm saying though like, it wasn't that really good of an album and we were talking about this what like a couple weeks ago it's like i i mean and i get it because that's just kind of how like the rap culture is but like if you put like if if you're putting out an album and it's not that great, like I hate how people and I get it, I get why they're doing it because you gotta hype up your shit. You don't want to like down, or, like yeah, I guess downplay your album or whatever, whatever project you got coming out. But if like, because it, it was uh, we were talking about Yo Gotti's album, how he's he was talking about he's going on a press one talking about this is the best work he's put out, you know, ever and this that whatever. But it's like, well, he was saying because I watched the interview, he 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 was saying that this is the most honest work he's put out he feels like he said he doesn't know if it's like he's not saying it's the super smash album but it's the most honest and he took the most time with this album and the content that he was talking about he was trying to give out like a lot of game in this album uh, and he is a good businessman he knows how to make a hit when he yeah. wants to make a hit he said that in the interview as well so I kind of, I, I feel like he knows which way he has to go and at, at this point in his career I don't know if he's looking to 
I think that moment may have passed yeah. for him already, his greatest album, and that probably was uh, fucking the one with "Fuck You." I am. I am was probably his. Yeah, that or the art of hustling. Yeah, that, <laughs> he had a couple joints on there. Down on a DM. I mean, he had a ten mil joint on there. go down. But I also understand what you're trying to say. A lot of artists do say that, but that's also a part of the marketing scheme and the media run. Yeah, but I feel you like can't that kind of not like, be excited about your own work. See, but I don't like. I just feel like it sets you up for failure, though. If you if you're hyping up your album so much and it's like really not that great, and then once like first the first week numbers, and I know that's what it's for. You're trying to get numbers and get sales and shit like that. But like first week numbers might be great, but once people start listening to it and it's fucking trash, then like that's I feel like that's when you set yourself up for failure. And then you had one good week, and instead of you know maybe just right, but just but, talking it what it is and. You know, people go into it with less expectations and it might end up growing on people and, you know, oh, well, you know, it, it wasn't the best album, but it, there's songs on here that I fuck with, blah, 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 when it, as opposed to somebody fucking hyping it the fuck up and then it doesn't live up to expectations. It just makes me like, for me personally, it just makes me not even want to listen to an album. It's like, all right, well. Yeah, but I think gauging your album success is fickle because a lot of artists, their biggest songs, they don't know that they're going to be their biggest song. Yeah. They're throwaway, throwaways for a lot of artists, like. They just made the song. They didn't think it was going to be anything crazy. Put it out. Ends up being the single because it goes so crazy. Mm. Um, example, what's the Drake song? Um, Ceased, uh Off of Scorpion. Uh, Are you down for me always? Oh, uh, fucking uh, Kiki. Yeah, you that shit. Me. Oh, fuck, I hate I, he, he, that. He just was probably playing yeah. around making an album cut and ended up being the biggest song ever. Like Artists don't know that, so... They might put together a whole project and believe it truly is their best yeah. work and it is something and we hear it and we hear something completely different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So sense. it's it's hard and artists are sensitive about their music. So I, I would imagine they're really making something that they care about. Yeah, but I mean and I get that, but I also at the same time, if you are really that passionate about something like your music and shit like that, I feel like you like you have to like just naturally you have a gauge of what you know what type of work you're putting out. If, right. if it's something that you're so passionate about, like you have to have some sort of ideas. Like, all right, this like, you know, maybe my last album was better. Probably or my last album was better, but you know, I can't say that for, cause I'm trying to make money and do this, whatever. But if like, if it's just, right. a, if it's truly about like your work and about the music, then it, I feel like that shit doesn't matter. If you put out something bad, you know, you just come out and try and, you know, top it on your next one right but it's politics Especially, and everything yeah and there's politics but like with music too it's like there's ebbs and flows to it because a lot of it is just you you got to get your creative juices flowing and if you're just in a down period like creatively then the music that you put out or whatever you're putting out is just not gonna be up to par a lot of it is just being in a moment that's true it depends on where artists are in their life at that mm-hmm. particular moment so i agree with you on that that's why i think um i think drake is such a great artist and great writer because he lives a certain life Yo, that he could talk about well. Hot take. That Tory Lane song that we heard the other day, do you think, because, I mean, and I've been kind of, I've said it a little bit, not on air, I don't think, but I, we might be kind of seeing a slight decline in Drake, and Tory Lane's, for as much as I don't really like him, he kind of, like, fits that mold of being able to kind of, like, take the mainstream, like, maybe not completely from Drake, but really, like, push him. versatile. Yeah, push him and, like, you know, make them sweat a little bit as far as that, that shit was hard, right? I mean, retarded. 
<laughs> How many times you played that shit last night? Like, I ran that shit like three, bro, four when times. I went, back when I went to, to the gym, I had that shit. I played it three, four times back to back. Yeah, I was it, here doing some shit at the house. What is it called? Uh, ain't been broken a minute. Yeah, that shit was that fucking shit. tough. Oh, but oh, like, they gave somebody gave him a gift with that beat though. Like they really just threw an alley oop. Yeah, he, and he he didn't he windmill uh, slam dunk that shit. Tory Lanez just came out with an album not too long, like a like a R and B album and shit like that. Yeah, what is Chick State Five? Yeah. So it's like he has that the, the ingredients to you know he does be the mainstream more. and he can you know go out and you know kind of get out of his lane a I little don't see bit Drake but still works for him. Though. As much as we like, we it, it seems like it could be because he's been on top for so long. I don't think it's time yet. As crazy as that sounds, so? and I understand that though because yeah. it's like when. He has to hit a a, a, great, a great period. Just, or a, or more for me, like just when I heard like uh, "Life Is Good" and what was that "Desires" that just came out. I think those songs are great. I think "Desires" Life, is a great song. It just I don't know. A lot of it is just kind of it, it's not really sticking for me. Right. Maybe and maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just you know. I'm maybe I, I'm. Getting I really like that song because what I like about Drake is he can write about things that we can experience and that we do experience even with him being at yeah. the stature that he's at when he's talking about it in a song everybody wishes they could do that but it's yeah. impossible every every woman has desires every every woman likes not every woman but a lot of women like attention mm-hmm. they fall privy to that mm-hmm. and they get into situations and men lose women over that and it causes breakups and all that shit he wishes he could put her out in the sticks in a mansion where no one could find her <laughs> So do I, <laughs> but she got to go to work. Yeah. She got to go here. She got, you know what I'm saying? So that's why he I is re- a great writer. Though. That's why I, I don't like think, that song. Like, I don't he think he's, think yeah, like that. I don't think he's ever going to like really fall off like that, but I do kind of feel like we are in a little, he might not be as red high as he Yeah. As like been. it's, I mean, and it's really, you know, you're comparing Drake to himself at this point point. his high. So, I mean, you know, his lows are still, you know, everybody, every other artist is, you know, top moment. Right. So, I mean, it, it, it's just, you know, conversation more than anything. But just hearing that song last night, and I was just thinking about it today. And they kind of had that rivalry going on for a little bit. And Tori, it's, it's, But, but Tori kind of like, he kind of kissed the ring in a sense. Like he, they, they, they squashed it. And then he started going on tour with Drake and like being the the little up next homie next to Drake from Toronto instead yeah, of being but back to that that's also like you said a lot of it is politicking and shit like that True. and a lot of it could be just to you know keep your friends exactly. close yeah. keep your enemies closer type shit right and we've seen Drake being a lot of beefs in and out mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying uh perfect example of the weekend yeah one second they good the yeah. next second they not they good again and then they you know how the industry goes yeah, I mean that's that's with a lot of things though it's hard to have you know two alphas and at the top of their you know profession really like coexist and get along with each other for a long period of time Not Espe- only that, and especially in music especially in rap because of the competitiveness of it and they pitch you against each other mm-hmm. especially the time. with their history where they're from they yeah. kind of they didn't start out together but their careers meshed yeah. and ran into each other for yeah. a minute and seemed like they were going to be some some type of group thing or, mm-hmm. or it was going to be a joint label OVO XO and it ended up not being that because well because and artists always hold on to them their their music relationship and how yeah. good they sound together so they'll always want that 
So yeah, I think that that yeah, the media game. and the fans feed that into that beef a lot. For sure, for sure. But I mean, like I said, that's that's just the nature of rap too. Right. A lot of it is just they're gonna pit, like you said, they're gonna pitch you against each other. A lot of it is competition. A lot of rankings. You know, who helped who out more? Like, right. who you know whose career needed who more and shit like that. So I mean, right. I mean, it's gonna be interesting to see though with this with this next gen this next decade in general looks like, but this year. Um, specifically first what big artists are going to drop albums this year we're already thinking Drake's is going to drop the Meek Mill is going to drop the Weeknd is going to drop um, M dropped out of nowhere Lil Wayne dropped Lil Wayne dropped we can talk about Lil Wayne's album I mean it's been it's not much to talk about <laughs> we can expound <laughs> on it a little bit when's his, his Carter 5 dropped like a year ago I want to yeah. say so I mean we can say he's back and mainstream kind of dropping yeah get getting getting the rhythm the thing is though like carter five i didn't like it all i really only like two songs the funeral i've only listened to i only listened to the first like seven songs but like there's no like there's no flow to any of little ways he's just putting an album out of music and that's it and that's great like you know for me like you know five ten years ago that was great but now like you know, when you're doing the same thing over and over and there's just, like, no, like, there's nothing really solid or concrete to it. You're just putting out mixtape, essentially. And it's, it just, I don't know, like, it's all right to give it a listen to once, but it's there's no, like, there's no, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Consistency to it? Consist- uh, consistency, but, uh, God damn, why can't I think of it? Go ahead, say what you're going to say out of this. No, I was going to say, I, I agree with you. Um, I actually heard somebody say, substance there's no No substance substance to it there you go heard somebody say on another uh podcast they feel like wayne at this point needs like a producer somebody that can help him structure his music and tell him what to put where in the right direction and yeah and what thoughts to put where at this point like i he said he thinks wayne is past the point where he is a genius because Mm -hmm. he does all that shit on his own and he puts together his own songs but at this point we might need somebody if he wants to to steer him like you said in the right direction structurally wise on a song to make those hits that he has the if potential he wants to of keep making. his career going and make right. the money that he's making that would probably be a, a really great move for him because we've never really seen that from no him. we haven't so that would be something different if he could put it if he could put together an album like that where it is structured and it has some fucking like you know flow to it and you kind of see where the album's going i feel like that would definitely it could either be really good for him. I mean, I think it would be really good for him, or it's just not really his thing, and it could backfire on him. I mean, it's still crazy that the biggest artist in the world, the biggest artist potentially of our generation, is signed to him still. Who Drake? Yeah, he's still signed to mm-hmm. Young Money. Yeah, Young Money still has involvement. I in thought Drake. that was I thought that was dead already. I thought they what that album what, was it last year. Yeah, he's, sometime he, that he they, was out of that deal, but uh, Wayne so. will always have a percentage of Drake. So he's good for a long time. <laughs> you don't have to make. He signed it to Universal, you know the yeah. the, the head label, but mm-hmm. Young Money gets a percentage of that as well. Young Money. So, damn. Yeah, I mean. So I mean, Wayne's good for a long he's time. Pretty for a long time. Yeah, but I definitely I could have done without the funeral album. I'll probably go through and listen. I like to some them. joints. I like about. I'll probably go through and listen to like the rest of it, but five, five maybe five. Did you listen to five all of to it? seven though? Out of twenty four songs, it's too long to digest. That's what I didn't like about it. It's too too much, too many songs. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's could not, be like, cut down to twelve to fifteen songs. There wasn't like 
it's just a whole bunch of him just going on there and just spinning bars. And right. It was more like a mixtape than anything. Just a bunch of different yeah. Wayne sounding songs. You know, a bunch of different sounds from Lil Wayne that he's good at. Russ's, Russ's album I love, though. I like Russ's album a lot. I think Russ is continuing to improve as an artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And he's one of the most authentic artists in the For game sure. right now. That nighttime, that nighttime interlude, that's probably my favorite song on there. That shit is... Right, he. Play, I mean, you said you pointed out last night the way he plays in the in the chorus when he's when he's uh when playing he changes with, with, the pitch. Yeah, he plays with, plays with the voice with the auto tune and shit, right. and he produced that. Yeah, That's he all produced. Him. I think there was only like three or four songs on there that he didn't produce. Right, right. but all the other ones, it was either strictly just him or they like it was him and somebody else. But that he Ross does record is tough. Too. It is. I think Boy Wonder did that. That Ross record is tough. Oh, they killed that. Who else is featured on on that album? Benny the Butcher is on that album. I didn't really, I didn't really like that song though. I like that song. I thought it was gonna, I th- like it was too like, it was just. A, I I thought they were, he was gonna come like a lot harder with that song just because of the type of the artist Benny the Butcher is and the way that he's. I thought they were gonna that's come with like, some fucking gritty shit, but then like switched it up. It was kind of slowed up. A that's little why bit I kind of like it. Melodic and I'm just. Uh, I that's mean, why, that's why I kind of like it because it's not the Benny the Butcher that you're expecting. He's talking about different type of content, which I appreciate because that that. It challenges him as an artist, and yeah. it shows a different side. The tone is the same, the flow is the same, but the content is yeah. a little different. It's not, it's not very cocaine driven. It's not, not very street driven. It's about, I think, a female playing with his heart or something along those lines. Yeah. So I appreciated it from that standpoint. I, I do want to see him do something different here and there. Isn't that shows he, me that he's he coming has, out with his own album in May, right? Benny the Butcher. Probably they 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 drop at a, a fast rate. Griselda in general. Mm. Uh, West Side Gun is about to come out with a with a. Isn't that the one that y'all don't like? <laughs> yeah, but West, <laughs> he's got some shit. I mean, it's hard comparing him to Conway and Benny, but he's still got some shit. Like, he got some songs that are hard too. I don't think he's a, a bad artist. It's just when you compare him to those two, he's not. Nah. He's not the best. Yeah, that was funny. That because that reminds me of you when we were watching that uh, JID and fucking. Uh, ski mask that double XL freestyle, like just the yeah, trying to follow that JID freestyle. He's was, so talented. Was, yeah, that, I felt bad for ski mask. I'm like, He's so damn, talented. son. Like, I should have played really, that twice. <laughs> they really fucked you over on that one. Should have played that twice because he he, he did kill his shit. lyrical ability is insane. And at the very end, like he shows off using all the different three letter acronyms. Yeah. J-I-D, C-O-L, like he just, I can't even recite any of it. It's just insane. If y'all haven't checked that out, that's just double XL freestyle. I think it was 2018. That L.A. Leakers belly one too. Oh, yeah, that's a classic freestyle. Four beans at the same time, like edamame. Yeah. Belly, though. I'm popping X's to forget my X's. More melon for the melancholy. Fucking sorry, uh, that shit is hard. It is hard. Uh, What was I going to say? That mumble rap album. Yeah, that is because that was around album. the same time that that came out. Right, he was on that press run for yeah, it. That is that an problem. underrated. It, that is a good start to He's finish. He's an unar- underrated artist. Period. But he didn't really like. He don't really push his shit like that. The one time that I really saw him push his shit was for mumble rap and then for immigrant. But immigrant was just a bad album. Yeah, I, didn't know. I mean it's not a bad album. It's just not those uh, first three. Well, I get yeah. If you look at it like that, but I mean, if you're following, like, if you're those first three, and then you drop yeah. immigrant, and like Bad that album. was something that he did do a lot of press run with that too, and it just 
he you could tell like he he I don't know if he just was you know not in it or there was something going on in his life that he just but you could tell like he it wasn't the same type of music that he was putting out before, and, but we haven't heard from him since either. No, we haven't. He's That's been quiet over a year. It came out in twenty nineteen or twenty eighteen. Uh, when did Mumble Rap come out? Twenty eighteen. Beginning of twenty eighteen. Let's see, good old Belly. Uh yeah no it came out in 2017, Mumble, Mumble Rap 2017. I'm yeah. so sorry, the very end of 2017, yeah. and then maybe. Immigrant came out in 2018. Oh, so, so it's, it's been, been two years. years. Wow. And he yeah he yeah, he hasn't been on. I haven't seen him on any features or he hasn't really been relevant or he well he hasn't kept himself in the in the loop like that. Last time last time I seen him out and about oh, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't the best look. He got jumped. They jumped the shit out of him. He got jumped at a festival, and it looked like it was by security, <laughs> by like <the> festival <laughs> security. Like, I'm not watching that shit. Was kind of hard though. Like, he was getting work. They were working the fuck out of him. They really were. They really were. Kind of felt bad. Yeah. But crazy. you know, I guess maybe he had it coming. I don't know. We don't know. We really don't know the details behind that. I heard him talk about it, and it was like. He didn't know is how he was trying to play. <laughs> it just, just started happening. Yeah, got but it could be started getting he, punched in the face. He and can't talk about what really yeah. happened. Like, you know what I'm saying? He, he can't put that in the public eye. Yeah. Damn, that's shitty. I hope I never get jumped. That seems like a terrible time. It really does. I hope you don't get jumped either. Cause then we got some <laughs> shit to do. I don't feel like getting confrontational. Right. You know, keep the love, keep the peace. If I get jumped, though, y'all talking about getting if jumped. If any of us get jumped, then. We jumping somebody. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm about retaliation. <laughs> Speaking about fighting the John Jones fight last night. Oh yeah. Um interesting fight. Team? He uh that's one of the first fights that I've seen John Jones not get the better of somebody. He did win, but I think the other I think his opponent got the better of him. You think so? In the first three rounds he did, I mean, John Jones cl- closed him out in the last two rounds. I understand what you See, what you're gonna I, say. You, I you think, don't feel like a lot I of the punches phased him, but I've never seen anybody engaged that well with John Jones striking wise, whether it phased him or not. See, the thing is, though, so he definitely won the first round. Dominic Reyes, the second round, I think John Jones won it. The thing is that he would like from from a round and a half from the first what first round to two minutes, 30 seconds in the second half. I thought Dominic Reyes was winning. And then from there on, I thought John Jones was con- dictating the pace, and he might he was taking hits, but like a lot of them weren't really significant. Like they were landing, but they weren't significant. Like really doing damage. You feel me? Right. No, I agree with you. I mean, he wasn't really hurting John Jones like yeah, that. Yeah, and and but he was he was getting in there. He was, but John Jones was also and like he was taking him down. When he would take him down, he took him down like three times in from the third and fourth round. And they he got up quickly. Dominic Reyes got up quickly, but that's the same thing that, you know, he was landing these punches on John Jones, but they weren't really phasing him. That's true. And I feel like like I said, just for the most part, bless you. Thank for the most part I just felt like John Jones was dictating the pace and he was really in control. He never really seemed like he was pressed at all. I agree with that. I agree with that. But I mean that Anthony Reyes guy did a great job. Dominic Dominic Reyes guy did a great job of fighting going backwards. He did. Yeah, he really he, he did help hold his own a lot more than I thought. I thought it was gonna be a wash. I thought right. it was a first round knockout. Like it was gonna be quick, easy on to the next one. I wish it was more exciting of a fight. Yeah, like a knockout or 
I mean, the most exciting part was seeing John Jones fall down in the first round, but that was from a body shot. Yeah, like, it was. He hit him in the chest, and it looked like he kind of stumbled over yeah, himself a little bit. Like he got up real quick. It didn't really wasn't anything. But I mean, besides that, but there was no really exciting fights like throughout the whole night, though. No, it wasn't really the, the best fight night. I think Mm-mm. McGregor Cowboy fight was way better. Obviously, because it had the, yeah, the shock value. Yeah, but. I thought that was the same thing. I thought it's. I mean, it it was just more for McGregor to get back in and get his feet wet, and it was a it was a it was a toss up or not a toss up fight. It was a here you go, right? Get yourself. I'd rather see an ass whooping than a stalemate, and when it comes to fighting, for some reason. See, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I appreciated the fight last night just because, I, like I said, I thought Dominic Reyes was going to get worked. He definitely did hold his own, and there was at times where there was he 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 did win a, a few rounds. To me, at least he did. It was a unanimous decision on the on the judges. But that's the thing, though. Like, if you let it go to the judges, and a lot, I heard, like, I've seen a lot of people saying that, you know. And he won championship he should, rounds. It, exactly. He did win championship rounds. But Dominic Reyes did, also didn't do anything that was, like, that really stood out or really, like, was, like, he didn't really seem like. It was too convincing. Yeah. No, neither of them did. But in in championship fights like that, if you're gonna let it go to the judges and nobody's doing anything that's like super spectacular, they're usually gonna lean on the side of the champion, just because I mean that's he was dictating the pace. He has 15 or 16 now title fights. Uh, 15. Is it 15? Yeah. I know he has the most in UFC history. I'm pretty sure GSP has 13, 12 or 13, one of the two. But yeah, I want John, the, John John Jones is probably. Do you think they do a the rematch, or you UFC think John ever. Jones is gonna yeah, fight someone else? He deserves else? it. He deserves a rematch. I don't know if I want to see it though. Dana White's already talking about it. Is he? I mm-hmm. don't know if I want to see that. You, I mean, who from, knows though? From the rematch, the yeah, fight. From, but from the rematch from uh, John Jones Gustafson one to two, like it's the first one. It was a close fight. The second one, John Jones whooped his ass, and it wasn't oh, really? even close. Yeah, mm-hmm. like. So that's why I'm like, he just, it seems like John Jones is just bored and he'll get, when he gets motivated for a fight, like he just will, it's not even close, but he just seems like he's bored. I think DC should unretire so John Jones can have some no, fun again. Hell no, because he gets John, excited for, for DC. Yeah, but he, he also whoops his ass. Around, like, yeah, he does. He just whoops his ass. And, and, then, and, and then DC cries <laughs> and it's funny to me. I like to see it. Smacks him. He did cry. That was. I feel like that was kind of fucked up how they did DC though the last time when they interviewed him directly after getting knocked out, and he just didn't really seem like he knew where the fuck he was at. That's he what was happens. crying and everything. I did. I, that was kind of rough. I'm like, damn. And Joe Rogan even talks about it on his podcast. He's like, I did kind of feel bad interviewing him after that because he. I mean, he just wasn't really in his right mind at the time. He had just got knocked the fuck out and. <laughs> now I gotta now I gotta interview this guy <laughs> like after getting knocked out. It just kind of like it just didn't really seem right. But you know, they got hey ratings. They got to do what they got to do. Ratings are ratings. They got to do what they got to do. But it's a good fight. I'm looking forward to this next fight in March. Uh, Israel Adesanya and Joel Romero. I feel like that should be a good I fight. Know, I don't know too much about them. I'm, I'm more of the big name guys type of guy. Tyson Fury and uh, Deontay Wilder fight on That's the 22nd. Be crazy. Of this month, that's going to be insane. Yeah. It's in two weeks, right? Not next week, because next week is All Star All Star uh, break, and then the weekend after that is the Speaking Wilder of Fury, break. Fury fight. Speaking of, damn, 
Dame Dollar. I think he's been the most exciting in the last couple of weeks leading up to this All-Star break. I've always felt like he was one of the better point guards in the league for a long time. Can't disagree with you there. I think he's showing it very much so right now. He's on fire. Especially yeah. from beyond a three-point line. Uh, oh, he's line. Pulling, he, you have, he's getting to the point where you have to pick him up at half court. Yeah, he's pulling 30-footers fo- with ease. He, well, he, him, he's in the three-point contest this year, right? Him. That should be exciting to see. I didn't know he was. Let's pull this The dunk contest is going to be who? Derrick Henry? Not Derrick Henry. Uh, <laughs> Derrick Jones. Derrick Jones. <laughs> Derrick Henry's <laughs> the strongest in the WWE guy. Oh, yeah, that is. Derek. Oh, that's Mark Henry. Yeah, Mark We're both <laughs> messing up. <laughs> Derek Henry is the running back for the Derek Titans. Henry is the, they're both fucking giants. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Derek Jones, Dwight Howard, Aaron Gordon. Uh, and some guy from, from the Nate from the Nates from the Nets. Is it from the Nets? No, that's the three point. The guy from a guy from the Bucks. From the Bucks. Yeah. Is is in the dunk contest. Really? Yeah, a white guy. I know. <laughs> I've never I don't even know who he is. I didn't even know he was in the league. First time in history. We're gonna have a no, I'm just <laughs> I don't think it's the first time. Oh star it's weekend three point contest twenty twenty. Let's see who's in it. I still don't agree that what's his name's a starter. Trey Young? Yeah. Uh, I don't even think he should really be an all-star, but, you know, that's neither. Yep, Damian Lillard, Trey Young, Zach Levine, Buddy Heald, Joe Harris, Devontae Graham, DeMarcus, or Duncan Robinson, all in the three-point contest. I didn't know Zach Levine was shooting threes like that. Yeah. He's in He's the, nice. He's all-around guy. He's all-around Pat Connaughton from the Milwaukee Bucks. That's the fourth guy that rounds out the dunk contest. Pat Connaughton. Which I'm just going to put my money on Aaron, on Aaron Gordon. I think he's going to win the dunk contest. Um, I got Damian Lillard winning the three-point contest. I think um, Bradley Beal got snubbed. and Got an all-star snub. He should have been picked over. He should have been put in there over Trey Young. Um, I like Trey Young, he's more exciting. I don't his, think he's the better player though. Yeah, I was about to say his team fucking sucks. You know, it's <laughs> he gets all his shots in, in garbage time. Yep. And he like, and who was it? I think it was uh, I think it was Ben or Ben Simmons, Bill, Bill Simmons, oh. that he was talking about that. Like guys like Trey Young and Russell Westbrook will hold the ball until like there's two or three uh, seconds left in the shot clock, so they had so they get their assist and they're like padding their stats in that way instead of like making the pass and then the extra pass, so they mm-hmm. they get the the stats Shorter on clock the, uh, so they're forced to put the ball up. Yeah, I don't know. Like you know, that's cool. I just that's not like winning basketball. It's just you know, like I said, just kind of padding your stats and. What does that really do for you? You still suck every night. That is true. It's a business, too. I think a lot of teams know that they're not in contentions for an NBA championship, so certain players yeah, but imagine, shine. But imagine if you had an NBA where people actually competed every night. Well, they would have to play defense for that. Yeah. And that's not going to change in the NBA. 
Isn't that a terrible Watch college thing? basketball for that. Shit, but I want to watch the best athletes compete at a high level. I don't want to watch, like, college. Like, I mean, college football is fun, but, like, college basketball, it doesn't really matter until March Madness. It really doesn't. Right. Unless you're a real diehard basketball fan. Right. But college basketball does not matter until you start getting into, you know, conference tournaments, March Madness, all that. And, you know, that's where you start, you know, investing some type of time into it. But, I mean, I saw you today watching or you had college basketball on in your room like oh, well this is different <laughs> <laughs> i was on for the sound trust me i was on my phone Just for the background sound but <laughs> i was like good shit but even like i've tried to watch some like i was watching the duke unc basketball game last night and that was actually a pretty good game like it went into overtime and there's you know last second buzzer beaters and shit but even then it's like that's a, a top rivalry in college basketball. So it's like, and even then I was like, oh, uh, all right. Like I caught the, like the last couple minutes. Uh, I didn't even watch the whole, I didn't watch overtime to see who won. I was like, okay, well, see you guys in March. I agree. I'm the same way when it comes to college basketball. I don't get excited until um, March Madness time. Other than that, it's just highlights. And if I catch a game here and there, then I'll, I'll watch it or a great rivalry, rivalry like UNC, Duke. I watch those type of games too, but the NBA is a uh, stars league. So it's a lot about isolation ball and who can look the best making the basket. You know what I'm saying, I mean, there's competitiveness as well. Don't but that's get, why don't I wrong, feel like that's also where, a lot of yeah, stopping where, and staring. Yeah. But that's where a lot of like, that's where I feel like a lot of players get overrated. Like a Trey young, like, like a Russell Westbrook where, you know, that's all cool and all, but if you have your the ball in your hands for, you know, 20 out of the 24 seconds on the shot clock, then, of course, you're going to get a lot of numbers, and it's going to boost you a little bit, but it's that I don't know, like, what does that really do for you? Well, what do you think could be done or should be done to change that? Well, I mean, there's nothing you could do about it. They're, they're I mean, they're within the rules, and it's not like they're doing anything illegal. It's just boring to watch his basketball like James Harden I don't really like watching him he'll dribble the ball out for you know 20 seconds and then it's just a lot of dribbling it's not fun to watch it's really boring to watch yeah for somebody that scores at such a for somebody who scores as many points as he does he does it at such like a slow pace like it's not a very flashy over the top. No, because it's, either, it's either a three or getting to the line. Exactly. On, on a bogus foul, too. Like, exactly. he manipulates the fuck out of that. Exactly. But do you think this small ball shit is going to work? Uh, I don't believe in it as much as a lot of other people do. I don't either. I think they got I feel like, like it's it's a good it's good regular season basketball. It's going to get you a lot of wins. But once you get to the playoffs and you start, you, you get slowed down and the pace of the game starts slowing down and you start working in the post a lot more, that shit, they're just going to get ran out of the gym they're gonna like they're not gonna be they're gonna have the height they're not gonna have the players to match up with you know guys like anthony davis uh uh Jokic from denver fucking you know these big guys Hassan whiteside and uh Nurkic when he comes back like guys like that that chris know, stops chris stops and i don't know if you noticed but when luca's out chris stops for seeing his plays like great yeah great because they facilitate the offense the offense through him when luca's sitting he's but Luca is a isolation mat- nightmare, so when he's playing, the ball is in his hands. He's give becoming him, one of those yeah. guys that just has to get to a spot. Yeah, he give scores a, at ease. Give him a couple years. Let them like once they learn how to start to play defense and shit in the NBA, then 
that team's going to be really good. Yeah, they got some young guys. Tim Hardaway Jr. And Seth Curry, Powell. too. Quietly is – Seth. Uh, yeah, Seth Curry. Mm-hmm. He's quietly becoming or not becoming. He's just a great shooter. Mm-hmm. Like, low-key, like, up there with his brother. And people right. aren't noticing. Right. As far as numbers. Right. They got a great young team, man. I, I'm excited to see what they can do. I think they're going to be interesting in the playoffs. They play hard. Yeah. They, they want to win ball games. So. But where are they? Where are the standards right now? They and were, they have an owner that really – Mark Cuban is invested. Invested in them, and, you know, players know that. I don't think a lot of players play with fear playing with the Mavericks, you know, fear of being. They're the seventh seed right now. Fear of being traded or let go. I mean, it's it's a business, so it comes with yeah. it, but I, I feel like Mark Cuban is pretty straight up with you. Damn, they're the seventh seed, so if the playoffs started right now, they play the Nuggets in the, in the first round, and – I'll probably take the Nuggets in that just because they have experience, but they're, they're, that's definitely a, a seven-game series, playoff series. The Nuggets have been playing interesting this year. They're the second seed right now. They haven't well, been playing them, bad. Them and the Clippers are tied with 37-16 record, but the Nuggets right now are on the two seed. The Clippers are on the three seed. Mavericks, Mavericks at the seven seed. Yeah, I mean, they can be very interesting in the playoffs, so – I think they have the potential to move up too, because I mean, the Thunder and the Mavericks are have the same record right now, thirty-two and twenty-one. Luca's exciting period. I just want to see what he can be able to do in these next few years. He's still so young, though. He's, he's got so he's, he's got, twenty years yeah, old, and he's he's, he's, got, he's he's a superstar. He's up there with LeBron. He's up he's there. He's got with still Kawhi. twelve years of great basketball left. Yeah. You know, God forbid and he'll no, probably be a Maverick for all that time. No injuries or anything like that, but. Right. He definitely he's got solid until he's thirty two of great right. basketball, right? And if he's that great, and that it, that's just that's just a, you know, uh, like a, a guesstimate. If he's really a, a transcendent player like that, usually they have you know go until thirty four, thirty five, until they really start right having to take a back seat. That is true. That is true. Um, is this going to be the first year the Spurs miss the playoffs? They're twenty. Know. They're twenty two and thirty right now. They're two games out of ninth place, three games out of eighth place, and I don't know. I don't really believe in anybody they have. I don't think Demar Derozan's that guy. Me neither. Never did. And I mean, I think the Trailblazers are going to work their way into that eighth spot, and the Grizzlies are just too young of a team down the stretch. They're going to. How about that missed call the other night? That Portland was, versus yeah. Utah. That was a, a clear team goal like Portland that is in the hunt for the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, every like game that they can get. But it's like uh, I don't know. Like he got extremely irate at the refs at the end of that game. He, I would too. But I mean, he let it go by the time he got into the locker room. He spoke about it in the media a little bit, and yeah. he wasn't as overzealous as he was on the court in the locker room. But I mean, how could you not be upset? It's a regular season game. True, but I mean to put up, to fight how they fought and to put yeah. up fifty something points, forty something, fifty something points, and then hit the go ahead time yeah. bucket in your mind and it not be called a yeah, go ten. That is annoying. As that a competitor, is. like you yeah. know how helpless you must feel. Like you could see when he was hopping around, like waving his arms. Like, no, like, Y'all it, not gonna review yeah, this? Didn't have any timeouts either. How, what is it in the rule that under like, two minutes? Is I it think. under two minutes that it has to? It's so I mean, yeah, and that was in the last the seconds winding down of the game, so that's unfortunate. But 
they're usually they've been doing that the past few years too. After the All Star break, they'll catch fire, and they're usually one, as far as record wise, one of the better teams in the latter part of the season after the right. All Star break. So, and I think Memphis is too young. They're gonna unravel. They are. They are. But they do have a lot of talent. Another promising team. Ja. Ja, ja Morant's a fucking beast. As good as the season as he's been having, Zion is. Yeah, he's climbing. Yeah, this is child's play to him. <laughs> he's climbing. He's already averaging what twenty and ten. Yeah, in ten games. Yeah, this is child's Same. play to him. He's a man amongst boys. And, this is, and that's little. him with like not. He's not still not in in shape like that. He's still everybody's still getting on him about his weight a little bit still. And is he able to going to play at that weight like that? And he's still, I think he's going to be the type of guy that's going to come to a point where either he's going to. Love the game so much that he's gonna really, really take it seriously and get his health and his weight right, mm-hmm. and and go up another level and be even greater, or he's just gonna be one of those guys that can do it naturally and can only he'll he'll reach the ceiling. He'll mm-hmm. only be able to do so much. Well, from what everybody's saying though, it, like they, it seems to that he like has like a legit love for the game and he's like a student of the game from for like from all the reports and insiders that talk about it. So, so then he can only improve and get yeah. better. See, but I think the East, though, is probably more exciting this year than the West as far as, like, what teams are going to rise. Because, I mean, right now it's the, the Bucks and everybody else. So, right now it's the Bucks have the one Toronto's seed. on a 14-game win streak? Uh, 12. 12-game 12 12. win streak. So, right now it's Bucks 1, Raptors 2, Celtics 3, Heat 4, 76ers 5, which that, they might drop down to 6 or 7 by the end of the season. Uh, Pacers 6, Nets 7, Magic 8. And that's probably going to be because the Wizards are eighteen and thirteen or eighteen and thirty three, but I don't really buy the I don't really buy anybody outside of that. Right. The Bulls, I don't really. The Pistons, no. Yeah, so I mean that's probably the eight playoff teams, but I feel like the right now, the Raptors, Celtics, Heat, Pacers, seventy sixers, Pacers is they're all they can all that's all. Two through six can change. They're all so close together as far as, like, games that separate them. But I feel like people sleep on the Raptors. They do. They're not giving they forget them the just do. They're, yeah, they're a championship team. Yeah. They all played and well together last Nick year. Nick Nurse is a hell of a while. coach. Yep. Nick Nurse is a hell of a coach. And I, I don't know. The 76ers, I feel like, are they're, they're done. Their team chemistry is too shot. I think they it's they true. win games based off talent, but on a day in and day out basis, they're not together enough as far as chemistry and shit like that. That they're going to be able to bring it all, pull it all together for the playoffs and make a run. Yeah, I agree with you. But I mean, the Heat are interesting though, because they. I don't know. If it, and I th- I think I had this conversation. With, uh, with the no no I had this conversation with somebody that I think people are really overblowing this Andre Iguodala trade. I don't really think it's going to make that big of a difference. He hasn't played in a year and a half. He was already old and on the tail end of his career like in the last two seasons with uh with Golden State and now he hasn't played for a while. I just like I'm sure it adds experience. I'm sure you know that's good, but I just don't think it's really like a big deal that like everybody says nah, it is. I don't think he makes a huge impact. Only thing I think that's going to be impactful about him is what he's seen and going to be a good locker room where presence. he's gone and you know 
the the knowledge that he has. Yeah. Yeah, he's gonna be a good locker room presence and mentor for a lot of those young guys. That's the only impact I think he has. Yeah, besides that, I don't think he really adds much else to that team. I mean, because they're young. They, it's Jimmy Butler and a whole bunch of young guys that, you know, the Heat is a, are a good organization, so they have good coaching, you know, general manager from the top down. They're, they're, they're a good run, you know, franchise. So they never – because even when they – like when they're not – in contention like that they're always they they've never tanked they never right. bottom out they're always in the middle of the pack and they'll they draft well they develop players well and then they end up getting themselves back into they're always like a free agent or two away from you know being back in contention i agree but you know i agree it's gonna be interesting to see okay, all-star break is next week and then shit gets Shit gets real to the brass tax, and playoffs will be here before we know it. After that, so it's going to be exciting to see. Um, Oscars happened. We're not going to expound too much on that, but two people that did win that I, I was excited to see win: Brad Pitt won Best Supporting Actor. I thought Once Upon a Time in Hollywood was a great film. Obviously, a Tarantino movie, so you know it's going to be great to see, uh, great to watch. I think he played a really great role. Um, and then when we seen together, Joker, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix won Best Actor. Good for him. Yeah, and I felt like when we watched that in theaters, we felt like yeah. he had a great chance of winning that, yeah. that award. I mean, so. I can't really elaborate much because I don't watch movies often. So Right. But I did like Joker. I thought it was a great movie. Right. Definitely, you know, I'm not mad for him at winning it. And even if he didn't win, I wouldn't even know if the other people deserve to win it. So <laughs> <laughs> there's my two cents well, I just on want that. to touch on that one because we watched Joker. <laughs> yeah. So we can, like, we can talk about that a little bit. So, but yeah, I mean, I felt like he played a really good Joker in the movie. Yeah. He was pretty convincing as a crazy I do need to watch lunatic. more movies, though. I don't know why I don't. Good thing. Well, movies are not going anywhere. They're there for you to watch. Right. So that's the beautiful thing. Unless the fucking world blows up tomorrow. When the time is right. <laughs> yeah. <it's laughs> the, the way natural disasters have been having, happening lately. God damn. What did that fucking suck? Jesus Christ. Fuck I'm yeah, about to check the weather right now. <laughs> Make sure we're all good for tomorrow. Fuck. Oh, it's wood. just cloudy. Cloudy in good old Orlando. What a chance to meet. Yeah, us. wasn't it the other day? Well, on Friday, right? They were tornado warning. Yeah, it was very. We were very on windy. fucking a state of emergency. Yeah. No, that was Thursday, wasn't it? I forget what day. Well, was. we went to go get Chipotle anyways, and I felt pretty safe. Windy as a bitch, though. I know that. It really was. Windy as a bitch. I don't know. I mean, natural disasters. I feel like they're natural. Well, yeah, they're natural. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just me, but. I've never really felt like any of the hurricanes that we've gotten here or anything like that. I never really felt like I was in extreme danger at any point in time. Maybe it's just me being naive and I don't know. I mean, it is a little bit of us not fully experiencing or going through a natural disaster. Like we've seen it, but we've never been like too directly affected by it. None of our houses have been damaged. No cars have been damaged. We have we've lost power. That's the craziest thing that's happened to us. But think about people who have their houses have been flooded yeah. and people who have gone through real shit because of natural disasters. They view it differently yeah. than we do. It's not that you're naive. It's just that you're. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
I don't want to say ignorant to it. I was about. I mean, that's what. Well, that's in what a sense, I was but just because you don't know. To it. Yeah, not in a negative yeah. way. I just He's, haven't. Just have just nothing. No, right. it hasn't hit me like that yet. Right. The worst. I mean, the worst was when I lived in Pennsylvania and it snowed thirty inches in twenty four hours. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, that was something else. But like even then, I was just like, wow, this is different. Like it's cold as fuck, and there's a lot of snow. Like I didn't really. I had to dig my car out of snow. That was interesting. Craziest thing I remember is uh, Charlie when all the trees were down. I remember oh, seeing yeah. it as a kid and like it looked like uh, fucking I don't know World of War to me. Well, fuck this fucking coronavirus. Yeah, but crazy. and I don't know how accurate this this article was, but I I read somewhere that uh, some of the people with the coronavirus were showing zombie like symptoms, which I don't know what the fuck that really is. Oh, but God, like the apocalypse is starting. Right? Shit! If it happens, then. <laughs> I don't even know what. What like, if you had to kill me? What if I'm infected and you got to pull the trigger? Man, I hope you do the same to me. <laughs> shit, if I turn into a zombie, I'd go ahead. Don't even fucking think twice about that shit. Like uh, Will Smith with the dog. Damn, but that's sad though. Dogs that don't deserve that shit. But I do. And the dog okay, was fuck fucking <laughs> protecting protecting Will Smith. Yeah, but the dog was infected. He was I turning know, and he had to kill it. He had, he had no to choice. kill it. He had to do what he had to do. Where is you? Where are you going first? What if, like, right now we just hear, like, banging on the door and blah, 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 like, and shit like that, and we look through the fucking window and there's zombies? Like, what are, like, what are we doing right now? I don't know. I'd be, I'd be pretty fucking shook. I'll tell you that, <laughs> I'm grabbing a knife or two. <laughs> shit. I don't know if shook is the word. Oh, my God. I would probably, I don't even know. I'd grab a bunch of knives. Start throwing them motherfuckers until I hit. Yeah, we have this big-ass window. Like, we have windows everywhere. We'd have to fight our way out of here for sure. We'd have to fucking figure out which like Call of Duty, just start building barriers and shit. Or figure out which car we're gonna take and make an escape route to the car. Right. And yeah, I mean, I guess it depends how they're parked. Golly, that'd be the oh, we could just fucking bust the hole in the roof and climb up to the top and. <laughs> you think about some other shit. <laughs> shit, I'm running. Drastic fast, times call for drastic measures. Yep. Oh my gosh, that was like. Like thinking of like movies like fucking uh, World War Z is the one that stands out to me like the I most when I it. great movie. It's a great movie. Wow, a movie that I've seen that <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't happen very often. But it really, I feel like that really like that does Brad the best Pitt, job, right? yeah, of depicting of how like. But these zombies are fucking like they run and they fucking like don't give a fuck about themselves and they're throwing themselves at people. It's kind of like the, uh, um, jeez fucking i am legend zombies but like they're more people like and not like mutated like big genetic fuck they were strong and i am, yeah. I am legend no these people these zombies just run fast and they're, they're just reckless with them with their bodies and don't really give a fuck <laughs> yeah but it is a really good me i feel like every time somebody brings up like a zombie apocalypse that's where my head goes to great movie though great movie i gotta see it they had it on netflix for a while I watched it like four or five times on there. I got to check that one out. Oh, no. Goodfellas is a good movie. I just seen that one not too long ago. I'm into movies like that, though. (laughs) Mob movies. Scorsese movies. Scorsese. Tarantino movies. I don't know. Christopher Nolan here. I just just seen Inception the other day, too. That was great. I feel like I have to fucking like, I don't like sitting down and watching movies by myself too often. Like, I like having somebody there. I like having somebody there to watch the movie with. So then I, if I have to ask questions, I ask, but like kind of like just to commentate back and forth and 
see if we're on the same page about shit. You got anything else? Anything you want to add? Anything that's been on your mind? No, I think I've got everything out. 39 was a solid episode. Went back went back and forth on a lot of good things. Um, <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> yeah, I'm interested to see what uh, 40 is going to be about. What what? Episode 40 is oh, going to be about. I thought you said what 40 is going to be about. I'm like, damn, you're thinking way into the future. Yeah, I know. Episode, like, shit. episode 40 because <laughs> this is 39. All right. But yeah. Um, thank you guys for listening. This is episode 39. And uh, yeah, catch us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud. Check out our playlist on Spotify on the No Hangover profile. If you can't find it there, you can go onto my own personal profile on Apple Music at Eric underscore Ponte 34. Listen to them there. Listen to what I've been listening to recently, all that good shit. And uh, yeah, leave your comments, questions on Instagram at No Hangover, at no Hangover Podcast. Or you can follow our personal pages. Mine is Papa Panda or Papa underscore Panda 34. Mine is Jordan underscore Graves 25. Boom. And that's about it. I hope you guys enjoy this shit because we enjoy it. And stay classy, guys. Appreciate y'all.